You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Tasserin, and this is our weekly look the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger and Rhett Brian Dozier with the three home run day on Labor Day and the Twins lost. As, as I tweeted, it kind of, if anything sums up the season, I think that was it right there. Uh, great day for Dozier, bad day for the Twins, but he became only the second Twins player to hit more than 35 home runs in a season. The other, of course, is Harmon Killebrew in 1971. Uh, 31 home runs over 70 games for Dozier. The second most in that span is Mark Trumbo with 21. So he is just lapping the field here uh, going back uh, several months now. We talked before about, you know, the season got off to a poor start for Dozier. He's, he's really rebounded, but, you know, this power binge he's on right now is incredible. Yeah, it really is. Just looking back, and we've talked about him a lot this year. You know, early in the year, really struggled. Uh, struggled last, you know, second half. I uh, kind of looked over a calendar year. They really had some, you know, kind of tough numbers there. And all of a sudden there, just picked it up. And he's been, you know, probably the best hitter in baseball in the last couple of months. I mean, the power has been unbelievable. As you said, Trumbo, I think, has 21 homers in his last 70 games, while Dozier has 31. Dozier even has 21 home runs over his last 35 games. It's been that <laughs> crazy of a run right now. So um, the power right now is just kind of unreal. Uh, you know, keeps it going. The Royals especially have been kind of, you know, Hurt by that in the sense that I think he has 10 of those home runs this year against the Royals, which is the most ever uh, given up by a Royals team ever to one player. Of course, but like you said, the Royals are also, I believe, 12-2 and two against the Twins this year. So uh, Dozier, I think, of his home runs, I think 22 of his home runs have come in a loss this year. So uh, while he's kind of heated up here the last uh, couple months, the Twins, especially in the last you know, maybe month or so, last couple weeks or so, really have uh, struggled, as we've talked about before. So that's the one thing that's kind of been tough for him is just, you know, knowing that, you know, he's done everything he could possibly do. He's playing, you know, having a career year, 38 home runs already, has a real chance here to hit more than 40 home runs. Um, and yet the Twins are really, you know, having a tough second half here. So uh, it's hard for him to kind of really enjoy it. We talked about, you know, as locker after every game, it seems like. Because uh, even over the last 35 games, he's hit a homer, I think, in 18 of those 35 games. So it's more often that he homers uh, than he doesn't at this point. So at this point we're talking to him a lot, but he always is kind of, you know, it's, he's a great guy. He's definitely a team leader. Uh, send the clubhouse, uh, you know, leader of that team. But at the same time, it's just kind of getting tough for him to talk about all of his accomplishments when he knows the team has been losing so much. And a lot of it's been the pitching, obviously. The Twins have been giving up a lot of runs recently, especially. So it's been hard on him in that sense. But at the same time, uh, he's been impressive. You know, Paul Motter has been, you can't believe what he's been seeing from him, uh, especially just to go from that kind of struggle so much early on to really turn it on to this extent really is pretty rare. Yeah, uh, put himself in, in a conversation with Harmon Killebrew. That's got to feel pretty special on an individual basis, even if the, the team's struggles are uh, still overpowering. But uh, uh, let's see. The Twins, uh, they had their September call-ups, of course, and, and another round uh, this week with Tyler Duffy, Kenny Vargas, and James Beresford. What a great story this guy is. He's Australian. He can play all four infield spots, and he's logged more than 1,000 games in the minor leagues over 10 years. Uh, so he gets rewarded for a really strong season at Rochester. Yeah, it's a really cool story. He said Beresford, the guy who's played 10 years in the minor leagues, um, Australian, played AAA for the last you know, few years here, 
had a real shot last year to come up. Um, I think what happened was a little bit of a roster crunch. Uh, he's never been on the 40 man before, so I think last year they had a tougher time making room for him. And plus, at the same time last year, the Twins were in the race. I uh, mean, obviously the last couple of days there, so I think they didn't really have a, a chance to call him up. But this year it made a lot of sense. He's you know had another solid year at AAA. Uh, you know, had some you know flexibility playing all four infield positions. Um, you know, a good clubhouse guy, he's been around for a long time, he knows a lot of these guys' organization. Paul Mauder's known him for a very long time because obviously Mauder, as a minor league coordinator, spent a lot of time with him when he was younger. So um, just a cool story for him after all this time to get up here. And as we know, obviously Vargas was going to come back up after he got set down a couple weeks ago. Uh, Duffy, a little more 50-50 just because he struggled so much in the majors, but he's coming up down to start on Friday. Um, as part of a five-man rotation, but of the three, definitely Beresford the biggest surprise, and obviously it's the coolest story to have to finally come up here. And I'm sure I'll get some playing time, you know, probably against teams that maybe aren't in contention. I think the Twins still kind of want to roll out their their A lineup as much as they can when they're playing, you know, you know, competitive teams. But I will definitely get a chance to play for the majors after all the time, which is a really cool story. Uh, elsewhere in the range of uh, September call-ups was Byron Buxton, of course, and hit a grand slam over the weekend, <clears throat> the first of his career. He also homered on Saturday. Uh, received the curtain call after the uh, the Sunday Grand Slam. So that was cool to see. And, um, I, I saw where Dozier actually said that Buxton's approach looks different. What do, what do the Twins think of uh, Buxton's development at this point? Um, is, he, is he playing with, with sort of a new confidence here this run? Yeah, definitely. A very impressive weekend. I talked to Miguel Sano a little bit about it yesterday. He was kind of saying this is the, the Byron Buxton I know, just because, you know, Sano and him played a lot of the same teams in the minor leagues, including A. Uh, and as we've talked about a million times, Buxton was an everyone overall prospect for a reason. Great numbers in the minors. Uh, went down to AAA, kind of worked on some things there when they set him down. And the big thing he showed at AAA was just a lot of power. You know, I think he was the International League Player of the Week, you know, a couple weeks ago before he got called back up and hit four home runs that week. So the power is there in the minors. He brought it back up to the majors for really the first time. I think he only had about the one home run all year entering, uh, you know, this weekend. Uh, the big difference, I think, was the mechanics, too. I think a little bit more of a pronounced leg kick, I think, again, too. I think kind of generates some of that power. Uh, he's kind of messed around with that a little bit in the past. I think what's happened was he's kind of toned it down in the major leagues a little bit because he wants to work on his timing and, and to catch up to better velocity up here. Um, but I think more than anything, he needs to kind of get back to that mechanics that were working, at, you know, in the minor leagues. That's kind of what he's done here. Um, and certainly it's certainly put it off with this kind of power surge. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it up the rest of the month. But definitely a good sign. You know, kind of finally starting to see some of that potential there that he has because you know, he's still so young. He's only 22. So to sit here and act like he's a bust or to, you know, talk like he's that kind of word about a guy who's that young is silly. Uh, you know, some guys take a little bit longer to kind of figure it out. We've seen that over the years. There's a ton of guys, you know, obviously Jackie Bradley Jr. in, in Boston is a good example of a guy who took a couple of years to figure it out. Even Torrey Hunter is a good, you know, local example of somebody who didn't figure out until he's in his mid-20s. So um, still a young guy, but a good sign to kind of finally see that. If he can finish the year on a high note, that'll definitely help his confidence a ton uh, going into the next year. And right now, obviously, his confidence is as high as it's probably been in the major leagues kind of with this kind of success he's had in the last couple of days here. Uh, behind the plate, John Ryan Murphy is still young himself, just 25 years old. The Twins, of course, uh, acquired him in that trade that sent Aaron Hicks to the Yankees and uh, was sent down early in the year after some early struggles and uh, had what Molitor called a, a trying season, but they, they bring him up in September. Um, we've also been seeing some Juan Centeno behind the plate, and uh, Kurt Suzuki is, of course, a, a pending free agent. So what are your thoughts on, on Murphy uh, as far as – and just the catching spot in general uh, looking ahead to 2017? 
Now, definitely be interesting to kind of watch what they want to do here down the stretch, just because, as you said, Suzuki is a free, a free agent. They kind of want to see what they have, especially in John Ryan Murphy. Murphy had a really tough start to the year. Um, it went down to AAA. I thought it might just be a short time down there, uh, but also got down to a you know, pretty slow start down at AAA. Uh, but started to heat up again recently, which was a good sign. Came up to the majors and, you know, hit a home run and had a three-hit game there. Pretty much doubled his hit total for the season in one game. So I'm sure he's probably feeling pretty good about that. So the Twins definitely had high hopes for him, you know. Part of that Aaron Hicks trade uh, that kind of felt like was, you know, a pretty fair one-for-one, need-for-need type of trade where Twins needed a catcher and the Yankees needed an outfielder. And Hicks and Murphy, you know, both kind of similar in age, you know, kind of guys they thought could both be cornerstones for both teams. And sure enough, you know, Hicks has really struggled, at, you know, with the Yankees as well. I think he's in the DL right now. Uh, and then he's got, you know, Murphy back up here finally. So I think they want to see to have Murphy this month. Centeno's done a nice job as a backup. That's probably all he is. You know, he's hit pretty well. He's had a lot of trouble, truthfully, with, with pass balls and wild pitches in general uh, behind the plate, which has kind of been his, his main issue this year. Uh, Murphy is probably, you know, considered a better defensive catcher. They do have a couple, you know, Catching prospects in the minor leagues, Mitch Garver is kind of more of the offensive guy. Had a chance at a September recall. It uh, didn't happen because I think they wanted to kind of get more at-bats for Murphy and, and split those with some Tenno and, and Suzuki in there. Um, and another one, Stuart Turner, is more of a defensive catcher who hasn't really hit much yet. So um, next year, it's, it's either have to you know, go out there and maybe trade for another catcher or you know, go after free agency um, and go after a catcher because, you know, it's going to be hard to, to make John Ryan Murphy their, their primary guy after what he did, you know, this season. But if he finishes right. strong, maybe he gives them more of a pause and more of a case that to be a part of that roster next year. Um, it'll obviously be up to the new, you know, front office. It's really hard to predict right now what the Twins want to do, uh, really with anything in terms of how they want to, you know, go after this season because it depends on who they hire. If they hire someone who's aggressive and really wants to go out there and try to, you know, compete right away, uh, that could be, a, you know, someone's strategy. Or if they hire somebody who's a little bit more conservative and wants to, you know, or even wants to rebuild his team. Um, it's, I'm going to be curious to see what they want to do. So, uh, catcher is going to be definitely on that priority list. I'm sure, though, either way, and, and pitching definitely, especially with the way that you know the starting staff has been pitching recently, are going to be the big kind of areas of emphasis this offseason. Yeah, certainly a lot of big questions hanging in the air, and, and, and worth pointing out there. Our own John Paul Morosi reporting that uh, Alex Anthopoulos is one of the candidates for the Twins presidency. So that's. Certainly uh, a name uh, was tossed out there uh, when Terry Ryan was, was let go. So uh, uh, continue to take uh, keep tabs on that. But for now, in the here and now, you mentioned the rotation and uh, the Twins sticking with a five-man group despite some speculation that they might go with six men down the stretch. Uh, Jose Barreos will be a part of that uh, despite struggling on Sunday. I know Molitor said uh, they, they want to see Urban Santana against some contending teams here down the stretch. What are your thoughts on how the rotation lines up? I think it made some sense. I think at this point with the way the rotations really struggled so much, to have Santana going every six days instead of every five days didn't really make sense. You know, he's so much better than the rest of the guys they've got at this point. There's no reason to start somebody else uh, in his place, in a sense, um, because they've had a tough time. You know, they're using guys like Andrew Albers, who hadn't made a start since 2013. He's out of the rotation now. Uh, Pat Dean has had some of his struggles. He's out of the rotation, and he's in the bullpen. I had a tough one uh, in the bullpen uh, against the Royals on Monday. You know, they've just obviously got some veterans in there and, and Santiago and, and Gibson uh, to go in that rotation. So I think for now it made sense to go with a, a five-man. Burrios is part of that as well. Uh, he was pitching pretty well against the Royals. Kind of like he kind of figured it out a little bit, you know, through four and two-thirds innings of giving up, you know, a couple runs. The Twins were leading. Uh, sure enough, uh, a walk and then a big three-run home run on a 2-0 count to Morales, and boom, 
he gives up five runs in five innings and the, and the Twins lose. So that's kind of been the hard thing for Rios. Even when he takes a step forward, all of a sudden he takes a step back and can't, you know, finish off his start. Uh, but, you know, he's still got enough potential that they, they want to see what they have in him. Uh, Tyler Duffy, as I said, also will be coming up from AAA to start on Friday. He'll be part of that rotation as well. But truthfully, guys like Barrios and, and, and Duffy are optioned recently. I'd have to pitch well to keep those spots. They could obviously, you know, bring back someone like a Pat Dean or Albers back in that rotation. But with the way they're taking right now, the back end so kind of in flux. It just made a lot of sense to stick with five guys and get as much out of Irvin Santana as they can. If he's healthy, and the nice thing is, too, there are off days. You know, I think there's three of them left. So at least, I, you know, that Santana will have some rest in some of those extra days here and there. He's not going to be going every five days the rest of the way. He'll have a couple breaks there here and there to make it so that it makes sense. So, um, yeah, with the way the rotation's been going, it's not like they have six really strong candidates, truthfully. It just made sense to whittle it down to five here. And if they want to go, you know, like to end there and kind of maybe give guys a little bit extra rest and go at six and, and do it that way and give some of the younger guys some experience they can. But for now, I think it made a lot of sense to do what they did. All right, there you have it. That's the latest from Rhett. I want to thank Jim for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.